Dalton? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? You just did. Can I ask you two questions? Sure. When are we going to get an office? Because, to be honest, uh, I'm kind of tired of breaking all this down and building it back up. Like, I'm just worried. Continuity, it's not going to look the same. Yeah, well, I'm tired of it, too. We don't have nearly enough money to get an office right now. We, we don't make any money doing this. Yeah. Yeah. We get paid with having fun. Well, let me know how much fun it costs to buy a building downtown. <laughs> and then maybe we can get an office. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Nights Podcast. I'm Ryan Warner. I'm Dalton Burdett. And let's just get into it. I don't know what's happens after that it's weird having this much control yeah you know you don't get to do the opening that much i know and that's fine like i'm fine with it yeah. you know equal power you know share sharing the power whatever sharing the mantle whatever let's get into it yeah <laughs> all right i don't like this like, profound <laughs> energy that you have it's just so on you so right off the top we're gonna get into box office reports yes like we usually do yes i'd say this weekend was kind of predictable do you have any any guesses? I'm going to guess that Us got number one. Which actually came out this weekend. Yes, and we're going to talk about it later. Okay. Yes, Us, the movie Us, did come out on number one. Do you have a guess as to number two? Just I'm curious. Go, go ahead and say it was Captain Marvel. That is also correct. So Us, opening weekend, made $71 million. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel at number two made $34 more million. Okay. Uh, number three was actually Wonder Park, which made $8 million, so a huge step down. Yeah, still, that, 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 that's sad. That's not going to make a lot of money. No, not at all. Um, Five Feet Apart came in at number four with another $8 million. And then How to Train Your Dragon came in at number five, making another $6 million more million. That has some nice legs. Yeah, like, it's yeah. still making millions. Well, no, that, that made its money. That trilogy made its money. Yeah. It did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, it did. Um, but another thing that I really wanted to talk about, yeah. um, regarding us okay. before we really get into like the news of it or whatever. Okay. Um, there's actually a three day comparison mm-hmm. between us and get out. Okay. Us, like I just said, made $71 million in the opening weekend, the mm-hmm. three day weekend, Friday, which, Saturday, which, and by Sunday. by the way. For an original horror movie is the highest opening of all time. That's awesome. And it's the third highest horror opening of all time. Yeah. Do you know who one and two are? Um, I think with inflation, Jaws is number one. No, no, no not no, not inflation. Uh, okay. Um, oh, uh, it is, is number, number one, one with over a hundred. Um, What's second place? I'm that I can tell I'm you. I'm letting the audience know he's going to feel real bad when he doesn't get it. Halloween, the one that came out last year, yeah. Good. I I didn't know it came number in two. that high. Yeah, number that's two. awesome. Yep. I mean, you saying that kind of gave me a cue as yeah, to what it yeah. was. But I, I gave it away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I had to think about it, um, but with inflation, it's mm. Jaws. I mean, probably. You can't see it, but there's a movie poster of Jaws right up there. And it's not going fucking anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, All right, so go ahead and get into yeah. what you wanted to talk about. So Us, like I said, made $71 million. And then Get Out, which was his, it was his directorial debut, correct? Um, Get Out was. So, his first movie, Get Out, made $33 million. 
At the box office, like opening weekend. Opening weekend. Okay. The three-day opening weekend, Get Out made $33 million compared mm-hmm. to Us, which made 71 Okay. Huge step up. Yeah. Um, But what people aren't thinking about in terms of the analysis of like the opening weekends is Get Out stayed in the top five for weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see that movie until a month after it came out. Because we, we were working at the same movie theater at the time. And I literally was working in the box office and people just kept buying tickets to get out. Like everyone was like, I'm going to get out, get out, get out, get out. We were selling out like a month after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I finally saw it. I was like, all right, I have to go see this movie then. Because cause like the advertisements didn't really do it for me. And the reviews were good. But I was like, eh, I don't know. And I watched it and I, it's it's a great film. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, what's going to be surprising is if Us has the same amount of legs as Get Out. Because what I'll say about Get Out is it didn't have as much competition coming out right after it as Us does. Because Shazam opens up in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Dumbo opens up this weekend. That's mm-hmm. a huge Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Pet Cemetery, another horror movie. That same audience is going to go right back out. I think Us is going to help Pet Cemetery's box office. I think so too. But what's going to be interesting is to see how long this movie stays in the top five. I think it'll definitely be in the top five through... Um, Shazam even and Pet Cemetery, but even then it would be at number five. Mm-hmm. So it, it, and even then, where it ranks within the box office doesn't matter when it just it just needs to make a certain number amount. So I don't have the numbers in front of me of like the actual percentages that get out drop from weekend to weekend, but it was very very minuscule mm-hmm. when compared to the average usually being fifty five to sixty percent. Yeah, and it's going to be what's going to be really telling is how much us drops off in its second weekend. If it does the average drop, then that movie is in trouble of not making as much money as Get Out did. Okay. But, I mean, not in trouble. It's, it's, it made its money back. It's, it's going to be a great financial success, but just in terms of that comparison. Yeah. Now, if it drops less than that, then that's another great sign for one of Jordan Peele's films having nice legs. So the real, like, interesting part of this is going to see if this movie has legs at the box office or not. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I still haven't seen Get Out. Um, really? But after watching Us, and like I said, we'll get mm. into Us yeah. a little bit later. But after watching that, I really want to see Get Out now. Yeah, I have it too. We'll watch it sometime. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Um, but the next thing I want to talk about mm-hmm. is, like you said, Shazam. Mm-hmm. It's getting great reviews, something Rave. unlike DC. Rave, yeah. Movies. Um, I think it's like 93, 91, something like actually that. Actually, I have it pulled tomatoes. up right now. Rotten Tomatoes is at 93% up. with 67 reviews. Yeah, so that number, even if it goes down, it's not going to go down much. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. If it goes down, I'm guessing 85 and up. Yeah. That's where it's going to be at, that's 85 a, and up. That's what it's probably looking like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's great for that movie. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the Shazam reviews? What, what have you been hearing? Are you excited for it? Are you excited for the future? Like, What are your thoughts on it? I'm very, very excited for Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're huge comic book fans. And, uh, you know, Shazam is an awesome character in the DC world, originally called Captain Marvel, but we've talked about that already. But um, I th- I'm very excited to see not only the movie that they're making, but the tone that they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it very much so looks like it's inspired by Tom Hanks' Big. And just, um, it seems like it's going to be different from most comic book movies we've seen nowadays and harken back back to, like, the 1978 Christopher Reeve, Richard Donner, Superman film. Just feel good. Yeah, superhero like the, the movie. Happiness yeah. Hero. And um, you know, and that movie has such a special place in my heart that I'm sure a lot of you know. I love the nineteen seventy eight Superman movie. And um, you know, to see reviews of this movie come out and say, Hey, 
this movie is something special. I think it's going to connect with people. I've seen several reviews say that it's going to connect with the audience very well. And I'm very, very curious to see that. I've heard that it's funny. And, you know, with Zach Levi, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that David F. Sandberg seems to have another critical success on his hands. And the original tracking for this movie was at, like, 45 or $50 million. I think it's going to wake way more than that in its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It might even break 100 I, I don't know yet. I'm not confident to say a number. Definitely after, much... after this weekend, I think we'll get a real mm-hmm. feel for it. After yeah. Dumbo's and, opening weekend, yeah. we'll get a feel for it. And But the thing is, what's going to help its box office is the fact that Captain Marvel just opened to 150 And everyone's going to be like, all right, what's the next comic book thing? And they're, Shazam, they're going to go in spades. Yeah. And Endgame, they're going to go in spades. And then Hellboy, they're going to go in spades. I think Hellboy comes out before Endgame. But, like, they're going to go in spades. Mm-hmm. And, you know, April's going to be a hell of a month for movies, dude. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a lot Pet of Sam fun. Pet opens the same weekend as Shazam, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <sighs> this is going to be a fun time. This but, I mean, I mean, it, those, also those two movies are going after two different audiences. Two different audiences, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, still, mm-hmm. th- I feel like both of those are definitely going to make its money back. Yeah, and and like you know, like I said a few minutes ago, I think Us's good box office is going to help Pet Cemetery. Yeah, and Captain Marvel's good box office is going to help Shazam. And it's funny because like at the the first qu- the first like quarter of this year, mm-hmm. there were a lot of reports saying like, oh, the box office is down from last year. Box office is down from last year. It's Not like, yeah. at all. Well, it was well, but, because. They didn't have the Black Panther that came out in February. Yeah. But then Captain Marvel came out, and it didn't do Black Panther money, but it suddenly the box office went joop, and then us joop, and like it's just going to keep going up. So don't be surprised if at the end of the year we're even at even or even more numbers from last year. We yeah. might not quite get there, because last year we sort of, sort of saw the peak of the... Um, the subscription-based pay for movies, and mm-hmm. there's not as many options now as there were then. I mean, there are options, but... Movie Pass was still doing that thing where it was offering like unlimited movies, and like you saw, not insane box office increases, but, but, but significant, especially to movies that people wouldn't have otherwise went to see. Mm-hmm. And you know, with things now like um, AMC A List, which we're both members of, and Cinemia, things like that, I think that the numbers are going to go up. But how much they're going to go up? Uh, actually, they're going to go up from here on throughout the year, obviously. Okay. Yeah. But whether they're going to go up from last year is going to be, you know, just a test to see what happens in the different movies that come out. Honestly, I think it might mm-hmm. do better than last year just based on Disney movies alone. I mean, you have Toy Story oh, 4 yeah, coming right. out. You have... Dude, you got Dumbo, Dumbo Aladdin, Aladdin, Toy Story 4. Obviously, um, the second part to Infinity War, Endgame. Endgame Frozen 2, and yeah. Star Wars Episode Nine. Just based on those And Lion King. Alone. Oh, shit. Just based on those movies alone, I yeah. think I, I think this might be one of the biggest years in box office history. Yeah. And s- s- keeping in line with the box office, Captain Marvel passed a milestone. It has made over $900 million. That That's movie, fantastic. That movie's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. That is crazy. Like, Captain America Civil War, I think I think it made $1.3 billion. Do you want me to fact check it? Yeah. I think that movie you made... Said, which one? I'm sorry? Civil War. Civil War. I think that made $1.3 billion. And that makes sense for a movie to like that, to make that money, because it was like the culmination of like phase two of the MCU. It was the beginning of phase three. It was all the heroes fighting each other, characters that we'd all seen before, all fell in love with over the years, and they were going to fight each other. So, of course, people were going to go into space to see that. Captain Marvel is a character that not none of the mainstream movie-going audience had ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comic book fans knew who she was, and we, they were going to get that audience no matter what. Yeah, of course. But getting the average moviegoer to go see this character that was unheard of to them until the, like, the trailers came out for mm-hmm. it, 
and it's going to make a billion dollars worldwide. That's, That's crazy. And it's great. It's awesome. You know, where's that comic book movie fatigue everyone likes to talk about? But, uh, yeah. Um, and it's great, but it, I think it also goes to show not only what a great time of comic book movies we're living in, but how strong the Marvel brand is. Mm-hmm. It's starting to become one of those brands that people are just going to go when they see that banner. Because they trust it. I mean, yeah. they've put out nothing but good movies mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. So, even if they put out one, let's say they put out one bad movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. You put out 23 other movies. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. It, it's going to take several bad movies for people to lose their trust in Marvel. Yeah, definitely. As long as Kevin Feige is producing these movies, I'm going to go watch them. Yeah. Like... Um, but I have the number for Civil War. Mm-hmm. So the worldwide number is $1.1 billion. 1.1. Oh, not even 1.3. Yeah, 1.1. Yeah. Um, so, I'm curious to know what the Captain Marvel domestic and foreign is. I'm going to look that up as yeah. well. I mean, it's mostly, it's, I mean, obviously most of it's going to be foreign, but, um, but... I'm curious to know, like, how like large that gap is. Yeah, well, it's usually a pretty large gap because when they say foreign, that's literally every other country that isn't the United States or Canada. It's actually a lot closer than I thought it would be. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so currently Captain Marvel mm-hmm. sitting at $911 million, mm-hmm. um, domestic, it's made just north of $320 million and then foreign is at, um, 590. Really? Yeah. So it's a lot closer yeah. of a gap than I thought mm-hmm. it would be. You know, Black Panther had insane domestic numbers. I'll look that, that up as well. That made 700 million solely domestically. Like in the United States, it made $700 million. That is crazy. It's larger than the foreign. Yeah, that That's never happens. Crazy. That never happens. Good on them. Yeah. Yeah, they made just north of 700 million, and mm-hmm. then uh, foreign is 646 million. Yeah. That's insanity. That's crazy. And That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, sorry, box office is fascinating. We spent a little bit of time on this, but it's, yeah. just, it's, it's crazy when you look at these numbers and how they reflect the p- patterns in which audiences are going to see movies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be really reflective going back to Shazam on what those numbers are going to be. Yeah. Because obviously the superhero movies being popular and being good are going to help that. There are people who are going to try and tell you that, you know, it's Marvel versus DC. That's not really the case when it comes to box office numbers. And even Kevin Feige said in the past, and some actors for DC have even said in the past that, we, I think it was Henry Cavill, like we want all of these movies to be good because then people are going to go see the next comic book movie. Yeah. There's no real fight to see who's going to win the box office and that's such or, an old fight anyways yeah. like who cares like if you love comic book characters and comics yeah. just go out and read whatever yeah. like there's a there's bound to be a comic for you on mm-hmm. either side whether it's independent mm-hmm. marvel or dc and, and they're starting to get more um interactive on social media because mm-hmm. i remember when wonder woman came out and it opened over a hundred million people from marvel were like hey congratulations patty jenkins and well, that that's awesome yeah and then gal gadot said congrats to brie larson for the 150 and I think Wonder Woman two might even open up past one fifty if we're lucky. Yeah. And like, and it's it's crazy. And I think this is such a great thing. And you know, people aren't really kind of. I'm gonna go back to the whole comic book movie fatigue argument. Man, I I, well, I kind of hijacked this whole thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, dude, you're but, fine. Um, this this ludicrous idea that um. People are just gonna get sick of comic book movies out of nowhere because of the sheer number of them. I don't think that's the case. I don't think people have genre fatigue. I think people have bad movie fatigue, mm-hmm. which that exact phrase I stole from John Campion, who's someone we really like and watch. But I completely agree in that when people got sick of the Westerns, it's because for several years in a row, a majority of the Westerns that came out just started to suck. Mm-hmm. And it was you could tell that their prime was kind of over. And then even in the late 90s, when the comic book movie sort of died, it's because there were like four years in a row where every comic book movie that came out was just horrible. 
So I think people have bad movie fatigue, mm-hmm. and then the studio sort of put the genre and the quality in one lump and say no more. And you know, as long as as long as there's a movie like Captain Marvel that a completely unknown character to the mainstream audience makes a billion dollars when it opens, they're gonna keep making these movies. Even if that movie made a half, if that movie's total box office run, that movie's total box office run was just five hundred million. Mm-hmm. It's a successful movie. It's a very financially successful. Succe- very financially successful movie. And the fact that it's gonna, it, it will get to. A, I think it will. I'm pretty confident that it will get to. A it only has a hundred uh, more million dollars, and it's in its third week. Yeah, fourth week. It'll make it because Black Panther I saw ran for twenty five weeks. Yes. Yeah. It's going to make a billion dollars, and that is fascinating and amazing. And I'm just so happy that these movies are consistently finding their audience, and that even as the audience grows up, they stay with these films, and the new people who are like grow into the films also stay with them. They haven't lost any of the members, mm-hmm. and the fact that they've been able to do that is amazing. And you said you've said this in the past, actually, is mm-hmm. in the next five to ten years. They will be teaching MCU in. They'll film, be teaching and, MCU yeah. in film classes, and that's fascinating. And, and and the thing is, not like they're not gonna. No, they're not gonna show the MCU movies and be like the, the Godfather, Captain America. No, like, but but they're gonna. When you look at how films are made, you know, when you first get into like the you know the Hollywood Golden Age and like the early 30s and 40s, and then the switch to the blockbuster system in the 70s, and you look at how films were made, what the MCU and Marvel has done has been completely unprecedented Mm -hmm. in how movies are even made. The fact that they built an interconnected universe like seasons of a TV show and made it this successful. Because you've had movies in the past that have taken place in the same world, but they haven't been able to reach the lengths and pull in the audience that the MCU's been able to do. They definitely have stamina. Yes. And the fact that they've been able to continue for over 10 years and keep doing this, Mm -hmm. you're going to hear about it in the film classes of, like, just on a producing level for Kevin Feige, like, this guy pulled this off. I would say he's one of the most, if not the most successful person in Hollywood that has ever worked. Yeah, one of them. And, and you know, and you know, if you want to do the whole history argument, I'm sure there's a lot that you could do. Sure, yeah, of course. But in terms of definitely right now. and then, But then, you know, but then there are several ways to make a movie. You know, you have people like Jason Blum who just give you $5 to make a movie and then you make $100 million off the $5. And it's like... Not even. You can make a thousand dollars and and compare. And, the, and, and you've technically made your money back. Yeah, like and like, that's successful. Yeah, and that's why I mean, kind of shifting gears to Blumhouse. Like, mm-hmm. I love the way Blumhouse works their budgets and movies. Mm-hmm. Is like you said, they'll give you like some cheap, like five dollars. Go make a mm-hmm. movie. You'll come back with five hundred dollars. That's still successful. Yeah. Even compared to like Captain Marvel almost making a billion dollars, it probably will make a billion dollars. Even though the number is so far off, they are still both very successful in their respective gains. Yeah, which is just fascinating. Like box office is one of the most fascinating things I I've found. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It just everything about it's crazy. Yeah. And and you know, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but um, let's just go into an, our next topic. <laughs> Um, we might have to cut some story short, dude. We that we talked about that for twenty minutes. Good, well deserved. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is an actor we both thoroughly love, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Yes, he is starring in a new drama mm-hmm. that is. It seems like they're going to do an award push for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Good, because Ben Affleck deserves all the awards. I love him. All of them. Even for, like, hair and makeup, even though he probably was never <laughs> not. Like, just give it to him. Best sound editing goes to Ben Affleck. <laughs> Coming out of left field. 
Um, but this movie, I'll, I'll give you a description of it as well. Okay. Um, but it has a release date of October 18th. Okay. And uh, this they don't have a title, or they do have a title. It's called Torrents. Okay. Um, it's directed by Gavin O'Connor, and they work together on The Accountant. The Accountant, and he made an excellent film called Warrior. Have you ever seen Warrior? I have not. It is Joel Edgerton. Warriors come out to play. It's Joel Edgerton versus Tom Hardy in the MMA. What? And they play brothers. Dude, it's amazing. That's rad. It is amazing. It made me cry. I have a list on my laptop of movies that have made me cry. We'll have to do like a video on that one day. Yeah. That movie's so emotional. It's so good. Hmm. You gotta watch Warrior. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Torrance, starring Ben Affleck, it might sound familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that as a dig. I, I, I think you kind of did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean it as a dig. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben Affleck is going to star as a former basketball player struggling with addiction, which has led to him losing his wife. As part of his recovery, he becomes the coach of a high school basketball team at his alma mater. This movie is going to be incredible. It sounds like it's going to be very emotional. Yeah, and if they're doing it, especially if they're doing an awards push for Affleck, and, you know, obviously there's parallels to him and his actual life, going through the divorce, going through his alcohol addiction, Mm -hmm. and obviously that's going to trigger very emotional responses in his performance, which is going to be incredible, I'm no doubt. Yeah. But, um, you know, the basketball tie-in is interesting, because I'm a sucker for sports movies, especially, like, if they're really good sports movies. Coach Carter. Coach Carter, um, like remember the Titans. The, there's a baseball has the best movies though. Even if you hate baseball, the baseball movies are so good. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very interested to see what they're gonna do with this. And I, I love Gavin O'Connor, and I think I'm glad that they're working together again. And I'm very any put put Ben Affleck in anything, I'm there. So I'm really excited to see what Affleck does in this film. And it's funny because this is being produced by the Warner Brothers. So. We're looking at you. Their relationship must be getting better, I guess. Um, but if they're doing an awards push, because mm-hmm. they're actually in uh, post-production right now, so they've okay. already filmed it. Like yeah. it's, it's all wrapped. If they're doing an awards push, he must have given one hell of a performance. Yeah, for them to look at this movie and be like, yeah, that release date is in October. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like prime for awards season. Yeah. It's like right at the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... He's going to be able to pull from a real, like, a real part of him. He, he's going to be able to bring that out mm-hmm. in his performance. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to be ready for it. No. Like, it's, it's going to come from a real place. Not at all. You're really going to see, like, especially, his emotional side. And it's going to be fantastic. Especially people who've been following, like, his life and what's been going on. It's, it's going to be it's gonna be a dig. It's going to yeah. hurt to watch. But, yeah. I, I, but I'm looking forward to it. The last thing I want to talk about... Mm-hmm. No, you know what we missed? Hmm. Before I talk about this last thing, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer. Yes, and on the last episode, we talked about seeing the poster and being like, that means trailer soon. And, and a few days later, know? trailer yep. came out. Yep. Um, I, I kind of want to take the lead on this one first. Of course. Um, like we've stated in the past, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Mm-hmm. When this trailer came out, I'm not going to lie, it's not the tone I thought it was going to be. Granted, it was just a teaser. We didn't really mm-hmm. see much of it, but I definitely had to watch it a few more times to really like try and get the feel for it. Yeah, I hope it's a good movie. I'm not going to say it's a good movie. I haven't seen yeah, it. I don't exactly. know anyone who's mm-hmm. seen it. 
I hope it's a good movie. I, ha- I have zero doubt in my mind that he's going to make a bad movie, especially this late in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I love seeing Brad Pitt and DiCaprio on screen together. Just like just the little yeah. bit of chemistry that we saw. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm all there for it, especially the fight between Brad Pitt and uh, Bruce Lee. Like the interaction <laughs> so that they had, fun. that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I hope whenever we see like a real trailer that we get a real feel for what this movie is going to be because I don't think the teaser gave us a a good a good feel for the tone of the movie and that's fine like that's the point of the teaser just like get it out there get people interested get people talking yeah. about it and then a month or two months later release a real trailer yeah yeah um but I mean that's just kind of my thoughts on it I was mm-hmm. a little worried on the tone but but the last story I want to talk about is mm-hmm coming full circle and it's us the okay. movie yes we did we watched it we watched we that did. Movie. opening weekend thursday night yep um so the article the headline is us box office jordan peele becomes a brand name draw and who wrote this beautiful article uh hollywood reporter actually all these reports are coming from we, hollywood reporter except we, for the ben affleck we love the hollywood reporter don't we yeah um so I I didn't read the article, but I'm sure it says the same that mm-hmm. every other article saying that this movie has made stupid money, which mm-hmm. rightfully so it, mm-hmm. it it should have and yeah. it did. It's a great film, um, which I do want to briefly talk about whenever you're done. Yeah. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts on you know Jordan Peele becoming a brand name mm-hmm. that just the name sells like Jordan Peele. Or a Jordan Peele film, mm. a Monkey Paul Productions. What are your thoughts on his name selling, and are you excited for the future, or like, what are you looking forward towards? Well, I, I agree with the article's headline in that I think Jordan Peele's starting to become one of those bankable stars where they'll see a movie by Jordan Peele, and that will be one of the key selling factors. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We're kind of seeing a dynamic shift in what draws people to the movies, which I think is kind of a good thing. It used to be stars. Like, if you put a famous star in your movie, people would go see it. Well, that doesn't really seem to be the case anymore. Now, it's more like filmmakers. And it's not, 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 I should say, it's not like a ton of them, but like, you slap Christopher Nolan's name on a movie, that's a selling point. You slap Quentin Tarantino's name on a movie, that's a selling point. If you slap Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese's name on a movie, well, not, not actually not even Scorsese, because Silence made no money, but Spielberg, that's, it's a big selling point. Mm-hmm. But um, Scorsese should be a selling point because he's a great filmmaker. But um, um, I think Jordan Peele is starting to become one of those people. I don't think he's like 100% there. Mm-hmm. But you bet people are going to watch Twilight Zone because a series hosted and produced by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You bet when his next movie comes out, it's going to have an effect when they see a film by Jordan Peele, Monkey Paw Productions, like you said. That's going to have a huge factor. And I think that the movie was good enough to justify that. I think he's a good enough filmmaker to justify that. And the fact that he had like a whole career in comedy before his filmmaking career also I think kind of helps propel his name selling these types of movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really, really happy for him. Um, he's made two very successful, very good films. Um, and briefly, I'll, I'll talk about what I thought of Us. I thought that it was a phenomenal movie. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, it was pretty scary. Um, the comedy worked for the most part. There was some comedy that didn't work, and that was one of my flaws with the movie. But um, the, I thought that the third act was fantastic. The third act is getting a lot of flack for some reason. 
that was my favorite part of the movie was how it ended. And uh, Laputa Nyong'o was absolutely insane with how good she was in this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, just un- unreal. Mm-hmm. And um, the actress playing her daughter was great too, but I, her name is leaving me. Yeah. Uh, but um, all the actors did very well in this film. Um, but my only flaws with it were some of the humor was misplaced. It didn't quite land. And sometimes it got a little schlocky with what was going on and what, where people... It kind of just got like, all right, get, get to the next thing. What, what, what's going on? Yeah. But um, overall, it, it is my favorite movie of the year so far. It was masterfully directed by Jordan Peele, and I'm going to give it an A. First A. I think my first A of the year. No A pluses yet, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, your overall thoughts. Uh, well, I want to quickly oh, yeah, yeah. Talk put my about thoughts the on the... Yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, I'm curious to see how his career is going to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Th- because he's, I, I think he's definitely going to turn into one of these cult people like Tarantino. Mm-hmm. You'll get the Spielberg people that that will go out and see a movie, no matter what it is. But if his name's on it, um, I mean, I kind of want to compare him to John Carpenter, because John Carpenter had a big cult following, and he did nothing but horror movies. So I, I want to see if that's. I mean, he, I'm not saying he's not following his footsteps in any way. Like Jordan Peele's doing his own career and very successful at it. Um, but I want to see if like that's kind of the approach he takes is just sticking with horror because he truly does have a pa- uh, passion for horror films and loves horror films. Um, so I'm, I, I'm very excited to see where his career is going to take him, and I'll definitely be watching his movies more, like uh, starting with Get Out and then you know seeing what he does next. Um, but as far as us, I would agree it's probably the best movie of the year that I've seen so far, and. I had, because we talked about it after the movie, and our problems with the comedy are very similar, that it was misplaced in some of those situations, um, but I had a little bit more problems with like the technical stuff in like the first act. Okay. I feel like some things just kind of lingered, mm-hmm. like you said, out like, come on, get mm-hmm. with the story, like let's get yeah. going, don't hang on this idea mm-hmm. or look or position too long, like... Mm-hmm keep the story going like i feel like the first act it was kind of choppy yeah from the technical standpoint anyways Mm -hmm. but the acting was phenomenal each Mm -hmm. actor had to play two different characters the whole movie Mm -hmm. it's i can't even imagine what it's like playing one character yeah nonetheless two Mm -hmm. completely separate characters Mm -hmm. in the same movie um so hats off to them they all did fantastic um but it was, it, like I said, definitely the best movie of the year I've seen so far. So, yeah, pretty much does it for my thoughts. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I am very interested in this whole idea of, like, filmmakers becoming brand names. Because Tarantino was one of the first big ones. Because I remember, like, in the 90s, I don't remember, but in the 90s, you could get posters of just Quentin you know, And it was like... Really? Yeah. You can get posters of Tarantino. Like, once Pulp Fiction came real popular and after Reservoir Dogs, it was just like... No director could sell themselves like that. Yeah. And, you know, Tarantino is one of those man. guys. Yeah. And, uh, um, that's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. I mean, I'm a Tarantino fan, but not to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. Episode ran a little bit long, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. We, we did pretty good. Yeah. It, not, there, were, there weren't really any big stories other than us. Like, that's the biggest yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely had a lot of passion in this episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll come at you next week with review. We'll probably review for Dumbo. 
and uh, some other cool, interesting stuff, whatever interesting stories happen to drop within the next week. But right now, I wanted to go ahead and take the opportunity to go ahead and plug the other things we're doing on the Movie Nights YouTube channel. Um, yesterday, um, our franchise spotlight series started with talking about the James Bond films, with the first one being Dr. No, that Ryan did beautifully. Today is going to be the podcast, which is every Tuesday. On Wednesday, tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about all of the DCU movies leading up to Shazam, because Shazam's coming out soon. On Thursday, we're going to be um, doing a little creative thing. It might be a tutorial, but we'll let you guys know whatever happens. And uh, on Friday is going to be our first movie of the week, which is going to be Zodiac. Now, the last day to submit your questions for Zodiac or any comments or thoughts you had on the movie, if you want to be involved in the video, is going to be on Wednesday. And we will do a social media post saying, hey, last chance to say your comments for Zodiac before we start filming the video to talk about it, if you want to be featured in the video with your comments. So um, that's the schedule we have for this week. It's going to be our schedule every single week. Um, thank you for all the people who started to support us. We really, really appreciate it, and we're going to try and continue to build as much as we can. I also want to give a huge special thank you to the Podcast City Network for featuring us on their website and becoming awesome partners with us. And um, tomorrow night, actually, at 9.30, live streaming on Twitch, you're going to see how I'm going to call in and be a guest star on the uh, Everett Lee Show, which is one of the shows hosted on the Podcast City Network, and we're going to be talking about the Movie Nights podcast and what yeah. we do here. So I'm very excited about that. Please tune into that. And um, is it, do you got anything else to add, Ryan? Yeah, just follow us on social media. Yes. Facebook is Movie Nights with a K, Knights, and then both Twitter and Instagram is Knights underscore Movie, Knights underscore Movie. Go ahead and give us a follow. We're trying to be more active and with you guys following us and supporting us it'll definitely boost our we're confidence we're working on yeah. it yeah i mean yeah. yeah it's it's a work in progress you know mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other yeah. you have to walk before you can run so but yeah again thank you guys so much and uh, we'll see you next time yeah